I really realized in my first month of business that for me, my priority was happiness, enjoying my life and enjoying everything that there is on offer in this beautiful world. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Ellen, a former nine to five escapee turned six figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. This week is very exciting for my little business. Dishing Up Digital is celebrating its second birthday. It feels like only yesterday that I launched my business, but at the same time, it also feels like a lifetime ago. Do you guys know what I mean? But I'm very excited to be celebrating the second anniversary. It's officially December 1st is when I launched my business, December 1st, 2019. So if you are listening to this episode as it's gone live on the Monday, stay tuned for a little bit later in the week. I have lots of fun birthday content coming to Instagram, lots of confetti, lots of balloons as usual. I've gone a bit over the top, but that's because I'm excited. And as we all know, I love celebrating. I love any excuse to celebrate And I thought a fun way to celebrate this milestone on the podcast would be to chat about some of my biggest business lessons that I have learned in the past two years. Sort of five defining things from my story, from my experience that I think would be helpful for those just starting out in their online business journey. I really do love recording episodes like this, episodes that are a little bit more chatty, a bit more casual and candid and unscripted, but also ones that really talk about mindset, lessons, the nitty gritty behind business, because I think that stuff is so important. Like, yes, we should learn about Instagram hacks and email marketing and all of that kind of jazz, but I also just, I love this kind of stuff. So I hope you are excited for this episode too. And I'm going to get right into it. Happy birthday, Dishing Up Digital. (laughs) I basically have a little list here that I'm going to work through. I've got one, two, three, four, five lessons. Narrowed it down to five. I feel like I could probably talk for an hour about things that I've learned in the past two years. Because even though in the grand scheme of things, two years doesn't seem like a super long time in terms of business. You know, you see people on the internet who have like a decade of experience and all sorts of impressive things on their resume. Whereas for me, I feel like two years is nothing. And I know that it's nothing in terms of what my career will be. You know, this first two years is only a small part of what's to come. But I also feel like so much has changed in the last two years. And I'm not the same person that I was who launched this business two years ago. I've grown so much and developed so much. And one of the things that's a little bit bittersweet about celebrating my business anniversary If you guys listened to the first episode of this podcast when I talked about my journey of starting my business, you'll know that I went through a really unfortunate bad breakup just the week before launching my business. So 
it's always a moment when I celebrate this business anniversary that I think about that breakup and all of the emotions and hardships and everything that I went through. Because I'm not going to lie, it was a very mixed emotion day. You know, I was launching my business. I was so, so freaking happy. And then the next minute I'd be crying because I was just so still emotional and so hurt by what I'd been through in those past few weeks. So it is a little bit of a weird one for me, but it's also a really beautiful thing to look back on and look back on how much I have changed and how much that was such a pivotal turning point in pushing me into this person that I was meant to be. And I always believed like it was meant to be. And it really kind of brings me to my first lesson that I've learned running my business. And that is to surround yourself with the right people. And I firmly believe that relationship ended when it did because it wasn't the right one to support me in my business. It wasn't a person that I needed in my life and it wasn't someone who was going to support me on this business journey. And I think it's really important if you are looking to start your own business, you have that supportive energy around you. You have that positivity. You know, I've been so lucky that I have super supportive friends, like right from the get go when I remember sitting in my apartment in the city telling a couple of my close friends like, So I'm thinking of starting a business doing this. And they were all like, okay, so how does it work? How do you start money? I mean, how do you make money? And they were very practical, but also just so ready to have my back and support me. And I love that. You know, I have a real mixture of friends. I have someone who's a physio. I have someone who's a teacher. I have someone who works in banking, someone who works in the the government, someone who works as an academic. So, you know, it's a real mixed bag because we have known each other for, you know, a very long time since our school days. So it was really kind of different for me to be starting a business. I didn't really know anyone that did that. So my next sort of aspect of this tip is if you are starting a business, try find other women in your community who are doing the same thing as much as I love my friends and their support and also my family as well you know my parents my sister my aunties and uncles I think it's really important to still find people who are in the business world who can support you who you can chat to you know someone who understands like a sales funnel when you start talking about it or like your email funnel or like your recent masterclass and all of those little things to do with business. You want to find people that you can talk to about that and they just like gel with you. They understand it. They can bounce ideas off with you. They've been through the same processes or they're going through the same thing. And I kind of call those people like your business besties or in my case, sometimes my online friends. (laughs) Like I've said to Ali sometimes, like I'll be going out for a coffee and he'll be like, who are you? Who are you meeting again? I'm like, oh, it's one of my online friends. (laughs) Like I love my online friends just random people I meet on the internet and sometimes we'll meet in real life if we cross paths in the same city but I have actually managed to find a couple of really awesome women here in Wellington to catch up with every now and then who also run online businesses and that's been really really cool as well and I just I love even though I'm an introvert (laughs) I love meeting those kinds of people just because they understand your world and it's such a cool experience and like you can start talking about the same coaches or the same, you know, systems and processes or what software they use. And you just have so much to talk about. And I think it's important to surround yourself with people like that because you can hype each other up, right? Like you can meet people who might be a couple of years ahead in their journey. They might be investing more money into their business and making more and you can get inspired. I think it's important to not only surround yourself with people who support you, but people who inspire you and encourage you to dream bigger. You know, you have to immerse yourself in this 
this world of entrepreneurship to to feed your soul a little bit to keep yourself inspired and that's what I really love about the little kind of couple of friendships that I am trying to build and develop so that is lesson number one now lesson number two is all about remembering why I started. This is something that I've really tried to carry with me on my journey. And it's really easy in entrepreneurship to get caught up in the hustle, to get caught up in the numbers, the income, the revenue, whatever it might be. You know, you have a new thing you want to launch and suddenly you're working like a dog and you forget why you started. So everyone's reason for starting a business can be different. But for me, it was about escaping that you know, nine to five structure. And it was about having more freedom. And I talk about this again in my first podcast episode, if you haven't listened to that, but I really realized in my first month of business that for me, my priority was happiness, enjoying my life and enjoying everything that there is on offer in this beautiful world. I realized that I was sinking myself too far into my side hustle And I wasn't really happy doing that. I wasn't happy sacrificing my happiness and my relationships, my time, my freedom just for a business. So for me, I'm always like, it's just a business at the end of the day. Like, yes, I love my job. I'm proud of my business. My business is my baby, but it's not my life. So that was something that I really realized in my first couple of months in business. It wasn't all about the money for me. It was about, you know, what this job unlocked and, you know, enjoying my life. And sometimes you forget about these things. You forget about why you started because you get caught up in client issues or you get really overexcited about a new client and you're working crazy hours or a new launch all of these things like kind of pop up and get in the way. And I think it's really important as you go along throughout your business journey is to just pause every now and then and appreciate how far you've come and reconnect with that why. Reconnect with the reason why you started. I know like similar, I've seen like a lot of mums start their business and the reason they started is to have more time with their kids But then they become so engrossed in their business that they forget that's why they started it. And they almost end up, you know, making the mistake of prioritizing their work over their children again. And that was why they left the nine to five world to start their business. So little things like that, just reconnecting with your why, reminding yourself why you started or else it can lead to burnout or it can lead to resenting your business and maybe even wanting to go back to the corporate world. You know, if you feel like you're really stuck in a rut with your business, you're really unhappy, take a couple of days to reconnect with that why. Sit there with your journal, brainstorm on a piece of paper and be like, okay, what do I want my life to look like? What's making me unhappy? And what was it in the beginning that made me so excited to do this? My next lesson is another one that I've, I've really kind of cemented this year and I've also really realized and understood it this year. But the lesson is you don't have to do everything at once. 2021 for me has been all about scaling my business. It's been things like launching my courses. Before my courses, I just did uh, live group coaching. So I didn't have that you know, passiveness of an online course. And I also upgraded my website massively. I invested in Kajabi. I've now been investing in paid ads. 
ads. I've been creating more freebies. I started this podcast. I've been using email marketing. I've hired my community manager this year, my podcast producer. Wow. Now that I'm listing all these things, this, this has been a lot. This has been a big year for Alan. Year two in her business has been big. But what I'm trying to illustrate is all of these things have happened over time. It's been a process. I didn't launch my business on day one with everything perfect. Like it's only now in the last couple of months that I've actually been learning more about having a professional kind of more passive sales funnel. So previously, you know, I'd been having masterclasses, webinars, and all of that kind of jazz to, you know, lead people into my sales. That was my sales funnel. You know, I had my Instagram reaching new people, my webinars uh, to connect more with people, and then my courses for people to buy. That was kind of my, my sales funnel. And more recently, I've started, you know, putting things a little bit more on autopilot. So I have freebie downloads. And literally just a few weeks ago or last month, I actually set up my my downloads, my freebies to have an automated email chain that followed up after you downloaded it. And this is something that so many online entrepreneurs do. You know, it's very common. I'm not I'm not doing anything groundbreaking here. But it was something I'd never done before because I simply didn't have the time. I had so many other things that I was working on. And to me, it was just the prime example of how these things take time and you don't have to do it all at once. You can build up to it. You know, your first freebie, my first freebies and downloadables and my webinars had no email follow-ups. Like my webinars would follow up with a replay, but there was nothing strategic about it. You know, I had all these emails. I wasn't really doing anything with them. But that was okay because at that stage, I was just learning how to make a good freebie, how to let people download it, how to send it to people. I was learning just how to host a webinar. I was trying out different webinar softwares. And I think this is a really, really key thing to learn in the beginning is that you don't have to learn everything, right? For me, even looking back to when I started my my business, like I didn't have nearly as much software and systems that I have now. Like I didn't have a calendar booking system. I didn't, I didn't have Zoom for a while. Eventually I got Zoom because I was doing group coaching. You know, when you do the one-on-one, you don't have a time limit, but then you go to group and you're like, well, it's not very professional for my group coaching call to get cut off after 40 minutes. But you know, all of these little things, they take time. Same goes with if you want to reach out onto another platform with your business, whether it's YouTube, whether it's podcasting, whether it's a blog, Pinterest, you don't have to start with all of these things at once. Like I still don't have Pinterest and I know, hey, maybe that's going to be a goal actually for 2022, start Pinterest, you know, strategy, a Pinterest board for my business. For me, what this is, it's really a sustainable scaling process, right? If my business suddenly went viral over the night in the sense that I had hundreds of course signups or even in a month, maybe if my my followers, you know, I don't know, quadrupled and I had all these course sales, that sounds really exciting, right? That sounds like the dream. Like, oh, I'd love to have that kind of overnight success. You know, those other entrepreneurs you see that go from like zero to 10K within weeks and all of this madness. But the truth behind that is it's, it's not very sustainable. It's very overwhelming. Suddenly you're like that newbie beginner with that newbie website and you don't have your Zoom or you don't have your calendar booking system or any of these things. You don't have people to help you. You haven't hired anyone. And suddenly you're completely overwhelmed with work and things to do and people to serve and stuff you need to fulfill. 
And for me, the sustainable growth has been so enjoyable. And it's one made me still love my job. You know, I haven't gone through periods where I'm like, oh my God, I hate this. I want to give up. There's too much to do. I can't handle this. This is too stressful. I mean, I've definitely have stressful days. Don't get me wrong. But I don't have, you know, an entire month going through like, I hate this. I hate this. I hate this. I'll always have a bad day and then I can bounce back. Maybe a bad week. But I'll bounce back by the weekend, I reckon. <laughs> so what I'm trying to get across is even though the sustainable scale, the slow process of slowly adding things into your business and slowly growing it, it doesn't seem as glamorous. It doesn't seem as exciting, but it's the logical way to do things. It's the way that's, again, sustainable <laughs> and it's going to get you what you want but you're going to allow allow yourself time to really learn everything and make sure you have the right systems in place and just overall make it a more pleasant experience in my opinion now i haven't gone viral so i, I can't really i can't really like attest to the other side of the story but it is something that i've heard from a lot of other podcasters a lot of other online entrepreneurs when they talk about that kind of skyrocket in their business for me the sustainable growth is the way to go and I just think it's such an important lesson for you guys to learn if you're just starting out or you're early on in your business days that you don't have to have all of these systems in place. You don't have to have a business that looks like mine on day one. You know, you don't have to have the podcast, the YouTube channel, the for sales funnels, the Kajabi website, all of these things. You can start small and grow from there. I'm interrupting my own podcast episode to invite you to my free live webinar happening on November 29th this month very soon. If you're ready to start your career as a social media manager, this is the webinar for you. You don't want to miss out. I'm going to spend an hour with you chatting live through the exact steps you need to kickstart your side hustle today. I'll be discussing things like how to create your service list, getting really into the nitty gritty, how to book your first client, where to find those clients, who my first clients were to give you some examples and context. And lastly, we're going to talk about how to stand out in a sea of social media managers. So I will see you there 10 a.m. New Zealand time, November 29th. Link is in the show notes if you would like to sign up. Lesson number four starts with a B. It's all about boundaries and learning to say no. That's a big part of boundaries. And for me, I've, I've definitely learned this the hard way. And I now try to teach my students in the Dishing Up Digital School, which is for aspiring social media managers. I teach them to learn from my mistakes and introduce those boundaries really early on because I'm definitely... I've always been a people pleaser and, and that can be one of my best qualities and also one of my worst qualities. It's good in the sense that I will always work really hard. I have a really strong work ethic and if something goes wrong, I'm not going to give up or walk away. I'm going to work really hard to fix the situation. You know, I've had clients before where, you know, something's gone wrong and it wasn't actually my fault, but I've taken full responsibility for it. And I've, you know, turned the situation around. And I had one of my, my biggest clients at the time, that was must have been 2020, and something went wrong with a contractor that I was working and they were doing some stuff for me. They messed up. I took responsibility being the boss. And I worked so hard to make sure my client was happy with the outcome and fixed it all up. And that client still works with me today. And in that moment where everything went wrong, I could have lost them. I could have very easily lost them. They were very unhappy with them, uh, with me, sorry. 
And I managed to save that. And I, I kind of credit that to my people pleasing and my work ethic. But on the flip side, it can also go really badly when you're constantly trying to make everybody happy and you end up putting your, your priorities, your health, your wellness, your mental health, you put that on the back burner because you want to make sure all of your clients are happy and that you are the best social media manager in the world. And sometimes this means you're like, oh, somebody's emailed me at 8 p.m. at night. I'm going to reply right away because that's what a good social media manager does, right? Spoiler alert, it's not the right answer. (laughs) It's the wrong answer. Because as soon as you start replying to messages at 8 o'clock or doing extra work, changing posts for someone on a Sunday or a Saturday, it becomes an expectation that that's what you will always do for your client. You know, they push that boundary once and they sort of they see that weakness they'll think that they can do that again and again I've had this happen with so many clients where I'm like I make one little exception I'm like oh I should just do this for them you know oh it's just one post on a Sunday it's fine what do you know six months later it's every single weekend you know they will see that opportunity and they will think they'll get it into their head but oh but Alan works on the weekends or Alan's on her emails she checks her emails at 8 p.m at night so it's really important from the beginning no matter how you know big your business is no matter if it's just your very first client have those professional boundaries in place put on your contract your contact hours you know when you're online I'm available from this day to this day during this time period for me I'm actually put on my contracts um, now that it's Monday to Saturday, New Zealand time, just because uh, I have a lot of clients in the US. So obviously a Friday in the US is a Saturday for me. So I do work a little bit on Saturdays. But that being said, I'll take, you know, Friday afternoon off. You know, I might work four hours on Friday and then four hours on Saturday. And there you go. There's my eight hour day. I have a very flexible work schedule, which I love and I'm very grateful for. But for me, it's been really hard to introduce these boundaries now because I made those mistakes in the early days because I let people, you know, not not walk all over me. I mean, a little bit walk all over me. It's embarrassing to say, but we all make mistakes and you guys can learn from my mistakes. And learning to say no is another thing for me as well. I would say yes, yes, yes to every project, any extra work. I had one client that I worked, quotation marks around work or air quotes around worked. I worked with them for a year. I did one month of social media management, then they paused their whole store launch. I didn't even finish the month. I got paid for the month, luckily, but I think I'd posted for about two weeks and then it got a pause. And then it was on off for like literally six months. I did, I did probably like three posts in the course of six months, which I didn't get paid for. And then it was like they'd want random extra things. Like they'd want this, this guy downloaded. They'd want like tweaks and updates to their website. And I would say yes to these tiny projects that didn't do anything for me. I might get paid $100 for it. It was very sporadic. It would interrupt my schedule of my work for my other clients. They were very demanding. They'd want it turned around really quickly. And a couple of months ago, see, this is only a couple of months ago. It took me like a year to get to this point. I was like, you know what? As much as I love that extra couple of hundred dollars every now and then, I'm going to say no. And I just blatantly said no, like I'm going to no longer be working for you at all. Here's uh, all of your login details for your website. Here's all your assets, your logos, images, etc. Thanks for working with me. You know, I always try to be nice in the end. I don't I don't try burn a bridge or anything, but 
I basically was like, nah, this isn't working anymore. Like I, I need to dedicate my time to my clients who pay me regularly every single month. And I actually work on bigger projects with not just tweaking their website copy. So I said no. And it's hard to say no. It's scary to say no to people. But the funny thing is, is the following months have been my most successful months in terms of revenue for this year. And I think that right there illustrates the power of saying no. When you introduce those boundaries, when you say no to things, that aren't actually benefiting you or serving you, it gives you time to do things that matter. So saying no to them gave me time or gave me the ability to structure my days a lot better. I have dedicated days for each client and then I have days for my business. So like Monday, I work on captions and content and stories for a client A and then Tuesday, it's client B. Wednesday is my day in my business. Thursday is another client. And then Friday is another me day in my business and my other bits and bobs are outsourced. So I'm just managing my team members as well. But it's been really, really nice. And that's what's enabled me to actually go out, find better clients. It's giving me that time. It's also giving me time to work on my courses, work on my education, doing my online courses and upskilling myself. And that's been so helpful for my business rather than doing these little bitsy projects. You know, those were great for me and maybe my first year of business when I was really just trying to learn, soak it all up, get experience, get as many clients as possible. But now I have to be a little bit selfish, actually. I have to be, you know, thinking about my business and my needs and what's going to benefit me. So that is a very long way of saying basically the power of saying no and boundaries and, you know, really thinking about your business, what's going to benefit you and what you want and implementing those boundaries to get what you want. I hope that makes sense. I feel like I've blabbed a lot, but it's something that I'm really passionate about. I talk about it a lot in my course, in my membership group is just having those boundaries in place because it changes your life. Okay, we have made it to my final lesson, lesson number five from my first two years in business. And if you follow me on Instagram closely, you might even be able to guess this one. It's something that I'd love to do. I even talked about it in the beginning of this episode, I think so. It's what this podcast is all about. It's about celebrating milestones and reflecting on goals. Now, this might seem like such a cheesy thing, like, oh, yeah, Alan, we should all celebrate, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah, I'll have my glass of wine and celebrate. But I, I think it is so underrated in business to celebrate because often we get, again, so caught up in the hustle that we, we forget to pause and appreciate how far we've come. And like I always say, that mindset and your attitude is so important in business. If you don't have that right energy, that right attitude, you're going to find it really hard to have a successful business. You know, things are going to go wrong and you're going to absolutely crack under the pressure if you don't have everything aligned correctly, if you don't have your mindset in a strong place. And for me, celebrating milestones is a really important part of that. You know, if something goes wrong, somebody questions my abilities or someone asks for a cheaper rate and I, you know, old Ellen might feel insecure and lower her prices because someone said she was too expensive. This Ellen is like, hey, well, actually, I just celebrated a 10K month the, the other month. I'm a badass bitch. <laughs> I know what I'm doing. I am valuable to this business. No, I'm not going to lower my prices. Same thing if you get some negative feedback or something goes wrong in your business, you can be like, actually, you know, I'm human. Everyone makes mistakes, but I am an awesome person. I have just celebrated XYZ event. 
I know that I can do this. I've been doing this for however many months, however many years. Let's just keep going. And this is just another hurdle to overcome. This is the bigger picture that comes with celebrating your milestones and also just reflecting on those goals, ticking them off. I find it so sad when entrepreneurs are so busy hustling that they they really don't even appreciate, you know, those little milestones like their first 5K month or their first 10K month or the first month that they get five clients working for them. You know, all of these little things, people get so just caught up in working that they forget how awesome it is and how exciting it is. You know, Ellen, what, three years ago would have literally died of excitement (laughs) listening to me, you know, now talking about 10K months and running my own business and having three contractors and, you know, doing all of these things. So I think it's important to remember that past self and really treasure that so you appreciate all of the good things that are happening to you. And I think appreciating these things is a really important value that keeps you grounded in your business journey. And it's just it's just a nice thing to do. We don't want to become these entitled business owners that are just charging, I don't know, 10K for one coaching program. We don't want to become those online entrepreneurs that are so disconnected from the world. We want to stay grounded. We want to celebrate. We want to be grateful and have this attitude that we we love this this business and we appreciate all of the awesome things that it has brought us, no matter how big or small your business is. Again, it's great to introduce those, those habits now, just like with boundaries. Start as soon as you start your business. You know, start in those early days. Make it a fact that on the 30th of every month when you sit down to do your accounting or something, reconcile your transactions, like do it with a glass of rosé, celebrate, toast to yourself as you load in that receipt or something like that, you know, have some little routine from the beginning, like this is what I do to celebrate. For me, what I've started doing, and it's actually a lesson I picked up from my uncle from when he was running his own business, is every month I take my birthday day off. So my birthday is on the 29th of March. So the 29th of every month, I take that as a day off to myself. I might shift it around a little bit depending on my week schedule, like maybe I'll shift it forward to the 27th or maybe it will go to the next week if I've got something on or if I've got meetings you know it's not like set in stone but it's just important for me to have that day to myself it might be going to get my hair cut it might be going to the spa it might be going to the movies you know just having a nice little day to pause not do work and just maybe it's even just like binge watch dynasty on Netflix or something it's one of my favorite shows at the moment You know, just something where I can switch off and just appreciate things and reflect and also maybe a little bit of a mini celebration. And of course, on that note, I'm going to be doing lots of celebrating over on Instagram this week for my two year anniversary. I'm very, very proud of myself and the business that I've built. And I think it's important to say that loud and proud. It's not about bragging. It's about just really supporting yourself, being your own biggest cheerleader. That's what it's all about. So come follow me on Instagram, join in on the fun. I'm also going to be opening up my signature program, the Dishing Out Digital School for enrollment again this week to celebrate my business anniversary. So if you have been thinking about signing up, definitely check out my Instagram for when that opens up or I will have the webpage linked below, which will have the wait list or the enrollment details if we are open by the time you're listening to this. 
And yeah, I'm so excited to welcome some new students into the program. S is a program that can change your life and that can get you to where I am right now. It's everything that I've learned in the past two years on steroids. <laughs> it's this podcast, but on steroids, we've got over 50 video lessons. I'm always updating and increasing that. So in fact, by the time you're listening to this, there could be more episodes or more video lessons, I should say, added to the course. We could be bumping 60 by now. But it's a really, really awesome program that I'm super proud of. So definitely check it out in the link below in the, the show notes. And with that all out of the way, I'm going to sign off here and I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye, everyone.